everybody. Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host. Each week, we begin a path on a different subject that is of interest to all runners. Welcome to Episode 11. We're talking about injuries today. In a few minutes, I'll speak with physical therapist Mara O'Connor about how physical therapy can help runners, and later on in the show... I'll help you get more out of your rolling. Your muscles, that is. (laughs) Every runner sooner or later faces the question, should I run through this? Yeah, I know. You don't want to think about it. It's not a fun subject, but it's a necessary one. We runners get what I like to call RTV, runner's tunnel vision. We refuse to see all that's around us because we want, no, we must finish this race. We go to great lengths, at many times, not bright decisions, just to finish a particular race. We suddenly forget, through RTV, that there are thousands of other races all around the U.S. annually, and all around the world. No, this is the only race ever in the history of running. There will never be another race after this one. Or so it seems in our heightened state of RTV. It may be difficult, but we have to pull ourselves out of RTV. We must understand, if we are injured and we try to run through an injury, we could wind up being far worse and be injured for far longer than had we just skipped this one race. And for the love of all things running, stop mindlessly cheering people who do dumb things. There are two types of people. The ones who say, that's great, to their friend at whatever decision that friend is making, regardless of how inanely silly that choice is. And then there's a second type of friend who will tell their friend, it might not be the right choice to make and to probably not do it. Who do you trust more? Do you want someone to say yay no matter what you do? I'm just going to jump off this cliff without a parachute. Yes, you can do it. Yay. (laughs) Okay, that's a little much, I know, but not by a lot. It's how ridiculous the mindless cheerleading gets sometimes. We are thinking, sensible beings, not mindless automatons. We also need thought and logic when it comes to injuries and how far to push them. Three and a half years ago, I was suffering from excruciatingly painful IT band pain. That's the iliotibial band. Oh, I always have a hard time saying that. (laughs) I've talked about it before. It was debilitating. It started in my right knee and then moved into my IT band, this horrible pain every time I tried to run, or tried to run farther than like a mile or two. After the race, the race was horrible. I ran the race. Let's see. Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember. I signed up for the SF Marathon, and I ran the race. Had this happened today, I would have deferred it because that's the sensible thing to do. But no, I wanted to run it more than anything. So... I did go to an orthopedic doctor who was no help, and had I had better insurance at the time like I do now, I would have gotten a second opinion or gone in for physical therapy, but I couldn't at the time. What I know now is that there's a lot more help, and there are things that I could do, but I didn't know then. But I ran the race, and the second half of it was the most painful thing I could imagine. I'd run for like a quarter of a mile, and then I'd walk for a block, and then I'd run for a quarter of a mile and walk a block. And, and it was just, it hurt so bad. It was awful and painful and slow, and it was the most painful race I've ever done. The last half of this marathon was miserable. I should have pulled out. I really should have. I should have stopped, but of course I didn't. 
I don't feel proud for struggling. I don't feel happy with my time or the fight that it took to do. I feel silly for being hard-headed. I should, really shouldn't have done it. It's not something that I'm going to say, whoa, I'm so happy I finished it. I'm so proud. No. I finished other marathons. I finished four total. And the other three I'm very proud of. But this one, no. We can take care of our maladies before they become really bad, before they take months rather than days and weeks to heal. And had I taken care of that, had I just deferred the race for a year, I could have gotten taken care of, and I probably would have ran a good race the next year. But instead, no. Instead, after that, I went in, and, I, and it took me a long time to figure out what was wrong with me. I did figure it out, and I did take care of it. What I learned, what I know now, and what I learned then... It just, it was too bad, and I, I did, and I went through a lot of pain that I shouldn't have. I read Mara's post in the Nuns Ambassadors group. It was about physical therapy, and it really interested me. I then communicated with her about being on the show, because I think runners should become more familiar with how a physical therapist can help them, and how they're really good for us and trying to keep us on the road. I had a great time talking to her and certainly learned a lot. I hope you enjoy it as well. Aloha. How are you today? I am wonderful. Happy Friday. Well, yes. Yes. Happy Friday to you. I, I was going to ask how Hawaii is, but Hawaii is always beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> it is always beautiful. I'm staring at the ocean as we talk. Oh, my goodness. That's wonderful. That is wonderful. <laughs> how long have you lived there? Um, about a year and a half. Oh, wow. So what made you move over there? Um, I wanted a better quality of life. Wow. And Hawaii offered that for me. Yes, that's very nice. Where in Hawaii, which island do you live in then? I am on Maui. Nice. Yeah. That's like the best one. It is the best one. <laughs> <laughs> you have a little of both. You've got the beaches, but you, it isn't too overpopulated. Exactly. Yes. Mountains too, which I appreciate. Yeah, that's great. So when did you start running? I started running my sophomore year of college, so about 2014. Okay. What's your favorite distance to run? Um, none. <laughs> <laughs> that's the lazy runner in me. Um <laughs> What do you, do you like running? <laughs> I do. I love running. I love running. I've run three marathons, a couple half marathons, some Spartan races, um, and then just some 5Ks here and there. And I love running. I enjoy running. Um, I find it really pushes me past my limits and challenges me to achieve things that I didn't think my body was capable of which I appreciate. So I would say my favorite distance is the half marathon. That's a nice distance too. It pushes you enough without killing yourself over it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, isn't it amazing how, how we can do so much more than we think we can? Yes. It's yes. True. All, of, all of the people that run ultra marathons are mm -hmm. incredible to me. Well, it's basically how much pain can you take for how long <laughs> exactly exactly so what's the hardest race you've ever done the hardest race i've mm -hmm. ever done was probably the boston marathon that's amazing i fundraised for charity but i was training through boston winter 
Very cool. So my training was not up to par, just mm. blizzards and any other excuse I could think of. Um, and so uh, before the marathon, I had only ran about 13 miles as my mm. long run. Oops. <laughs> um, and so it took it took a lot to finish. Yeah. I got to about mile 18 where my two friends were working the water station and sat down on the curb for about three minutes and just was like, I, I'm unsure if I'm going to keep going. And both of them were there being like, what can we do? You're so close. You've got this. They were so supportive and motivational. And it, I don't think that I, I would have finished otherwise. Yeah. It, it was exhausting and there were hills and the temperature change. And I mean, Boston is the top of the top and it is some of the most incredible runners and the course pushes you. It really does. The, those winters are brutal too. Yeah, the Boston winters are tough. Anyone who trains in Boston or on the East Coast for the Boston Marathon is top tier in my book. Yeah, is that where you're from? Uh, no, I'm from Chicago originally. Oh, oh my goodness! Speaking of be- harsh winters, <laughs> yeah, luckily I avoided the polar vortex this year. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I, I couldn't. It was crazy. I couldn't believe how how cold it got this there this year. Mm-hmm. My poor parents stuck there the whole time, the whole winter. Oh my goodness! See, my parents lived in Chicago, but they moved out here a year before I was born, so they just couldn't take it. They said, "No, we don't. We don't want these winters anymore. We're going where it's warm." That's a smart move. Yeah, yeah. It's like no, no, can't handle it. Because I've been to Chicago in January. I I felt that wind before off the lake. It's like, ooh, it's bitter. Yeah. When did you decide to get into physical therapy? I decided probably about my junior year of high school, I'd say. I was thinking about going into athletic training, and then someone mentioned physical therapy to me, and I kind of fell into it. I applied for some programs, and along the way realized that I really enjoyed it. Wow. And six years later, with an undergrad in rehab science and a doctorate in physical therapy, here I am. Wow, that's terrific. So you you knew almost from the start. Uh, yeah, pretty much, which was very, very lucky. Mm-hmm. So I was reading, you focus on runners or athletes of that sort, endurance athletes? Uh, yes, I work with a lot of runners out here. Um, we mm-hmm. have two major run companies on island, um, Valley Isle Road Runners and Maui Run Co. And then we have a Maui Marathon and mm-hmm. a bunch of other really cool races around the island. So we have a a small but prominent running community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I do work with some of those athletes uh, to make sure that they're able to stay in top shape for all of their upcoming races and the constant training and running that they're doing year round. What are some of the most common ailments or injuries that you find? So definitely shin splints. People coming in with some sort of foot or ankle pain. Mm-hmm. Hip pain and low back pain. Those would be like four most common that I see. Okay. So for someone who's not familiar with what a physical therapist does, how can, how can you help a runner? So we can help runners before, during, and after training season, running season, and races. So what we can do before they start their training is to make sure that everything is strong, that their running form is good, that the shoes they're wearing are appropriate for what they're starting to do. 
that they're educated on how often they need to buy their different shoes, what is important about cross-training and how they should best cross-train. Because it's different for every person. If you have somebody coming from being an endurance swimmer to wanting to do marathons, their cross-training is most likely going to be in the water versus a CrossFit athlete going to do marathons. They're going to do a lot more strength training because that's the background that they're coming from. Oh, that's interesting. So there's a big variety of things that you can really help runners with. Absolutely. And then during their training, making sure that they're staying healthy and if for any reason they get injured, that they can come to us, make sure that we know we're focused on the fact that they still want to train, but mm-hmm. we need to make sure that the injury doesn't get worse. Otherwise, it could be more detrimental than where they're currently at. Right, right. Well, that's very important, of course. And that's, and that's I would say, one of the biggest problems you see is runners are afraid to get help because they don't want someone to tell them to stop training. Yes, this is this is so true. We have to underline this and put this in bold. You know? <laughs> put lights on it, flashing lights, you know. Yeah, and I think what a lot of people don't realize is that if you find a PT that works with runners, their priority isn't to make you stop what you're doing. Their priority is to make sure that you're staying as healthy as possible so that this doesn't get worse and further down the line detriment your training. Right. Right, exactly. And what what should runners look for and ask a prospective physical therapist? If they're looking for somebody that has worked with runners before, you want to ask, like, have you worked with distance runners before? Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with running forms? Are you familiar with the importance of cross-training for runners? What is your kind of background with the athletic community? And then you can straight up ask them if you're afraid of the physical therapist telling you to stop training, like, are you going to make me stop running? Mm -hmm. And if the physical therapist right then and there is honest with you, that's somebody you know you can trust with your decisions. You don't want someone that's going to be around the bush and be like, "Uh, well, we'll have to see. You want somebody who's going to be like, yeah, if you're injured, probably it will make you stop for a week or two just so you can take time off and we can figure this out and then we'll get you started. You want someone that's going to be upfront and honest with you because Runners need the honesty and they need answers and they need time frames so they can fit it into their training schedule, into their race schedule and things like that. Yes, exactly. Don't be afraid to ask questions. It's absolutely the runner's life that we're talking about. And that's the thing is you you are the patient. You are getting the service. You're deserving of knowing this information about what's happening in your body, why the decisions are being made and what the plan of care is. And that's right. not a thing that your physical therapist or your doctor or anyone will hide from you because that's your right to know and you should know. And a good physical therapist will let you know up front if you ask, hey, what's the plan? What are we doing? And how do you think it's going to go? Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. And they might not be able to give you direct time frames because sometimes it is variable depending on how your body reacts, how you're following the plan. But for the most part, they should give you a general time frame. Mm-hmm. Right. For runners to keep running into their older years, what are a couple of things that they can do to keep themselves healthy uh, physically? So, well, eating is part of it. I'm mm-hmm. not qualified to give nutritional advice, but eating is a huge part of it. I know that people that have healthier diets obviously have healthier cardiovascular systems. Right 
body is just going to be stronger. Your muscles are going to be able to sustain longer mm-hmm. and you're overall going to be able to support your joints and your body better. Right. Um, right. Other big thing is to keep moving. A lot of older adults stop moving. Mm-hmm. And the main thing is to just keep moving. So if you're somebody that's into running and you're, you want to try other things while continuing to run, get into strength training, keep the muscle built. There've been studies that have shown that adults that are primarily muscle with a little bit of fat versus a ton of fat mm-hmm. just have better quality of life and are able to sustain activity longer in their life. Right, right. And it's not easy to lose that fat as as we get older, as I found out. But Exactly. Our metabolism change, our hormones change, and we have yes. to work harder and do yes. more work to achieve the same results that you would have, let's say, 20 years younger. Yes, and you have to do more quality work. Exactly. Not necessarily more, but it has to be better. You have to do it better. Exactly. Right, right. Well, this is great. This is exactly why I have you on here to to help answer these questions. <laughs> yeah, I I keep hearing that it's bad. Some people say it's good. So, what kind of stretching should people do? Should they not do before running or after? Is it good? Is it bad? What do you think? So, stretching before running is good. It's just good to get the muscles moving and to warm up. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the research is now showing that you want to do what's called a dynamic warm up versus a static warm up. So instead of standing there and holding for 30 seconds, one stretch, mm-hmm. you're going to want to do leg swings and hip circles and lunges and rock back and forth and get your legs moving, do some things that'll get your legs and your core and your muscles activated before you just jump into running. Okay. So the thing is, it it won't hurt you to warm up. Mm-hmm. So do do some walking maybe first, and then or do a slow run for a couple blocks, and then maybe do some leg swings to stretch out your hips and things like that more than the mm-hmm. than the static stuff. Okay, exactly. that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then that's what I've heard too. Then you hear, you know, you just never know. Right. (laughs) So what is one thing you wish runners would stop doing? Being afraid to get help for their injuries. (laughs) Yes. The main thing is that so many physical therapy clinics offer free screens. Mm -hmm. So across the board, runners are not one of the main issues with going to see a physical therapist is the cost. The cost of co-pays, paying your deductible the cost of your time, just cost in general. Right. So free screens are usually 15 to 20 minutes. You can call up your local physical therapy clinic, ask if they do it. Most of them do. Mm -hmm. And go in and see, is what's happening something I need to get addressed? Or can I just relax for a day, ice my foot and run on it again? Right, right. Well, the thing is, is that it may cost. I mean, it may, but what is it going to cost if you don't take care of it and it gets three times worse and you're out for a year? What is that exactly. going to cost? Exactly. <laughs> so people are only thinking about short term right. and what they need to be thinking about is long term. So short term, they're like, I have a race in four weeks and my knee hurts, but I can't go see anybody because if they tell me to stop running, I'm not going to hit the PR for this race that I've been training for. Right, exactly. And we get such tunnel vision and, and I've done it too. I know mm-hmm. I, I, I ran and I'm going to talk about it in this episode. I ran the San Francisco Marathon with the worst IT band 
<laughs> problem in the world. And the last half of it was just, it was hell. It was sheer hell. Though. Oh, it was so <laughs> awful. Now I don't have it anymore because I've strengthened my, my hips and my glutes through strength training. And I don't have it anymore unless I don't do the exercises, then right. I have it. But that's how I did it. But I know everyone has different reasons why they get an IT band, exactly. um, you know, problems, why they get that pain and they have to figure it out. And I, I figured it out because I went to an ortho and it didn't help me out. And I got frustrated and I had to figure it out on my own. But I don't suggest that for anybody. <laughs> go to someone, do, do exactly what you said and go to someone and ask if they help runners. Don't do what I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, okay, well you have this race in four weeks, but you want to run a marathon in another six months. If you don't get this addressed now, you're not going to hit this race in four weeks or the marathon in six months. Exactly. Exactly. You have to get that taken care of ahead of time. You can't let it wait. Yeah. It's better to get it addressed sooner because the longer you let it stay on, the longer it's going to take to fix. Right. So what activities are you doing any running or, or what are you into these days? Um, I am doing running. Okay. Uh, I also lead a workout group called the Maui Project and we do hit style circuit workouts. It's a free workout outdoors at 630 in the morning on Wednesdays. Um, and so anyone can come join and we just kind of do that to build a nice fitness community on the island. Fun. That's yeah. great. Nice way to get the day going. Exactly. It's good. My Wednesdays are always pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. Cool. If there's any place in the world, you any race in the world you could do, travel, money, Ooh. to get into, it doesn't matter. Where would you like to do it? Where would I'd you like run to run the Antarctica Marathon? Which one? The Antarctica Marathon with crampons. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I, I want to do that. That would be. That would be like nothing else in the world. You're running with ice picks on your feet across a frozen continent. Oh, my gosh. That actually sounds like fun. Right? Because <laughs> everyone's going so slow because it's so cold. And the population <laughs> of people in the world that already run marathons is low. It's growing, but it's still such a small percentage that the percentage of people that run the Antarctica Marathon is even smaller. It's such an incredible feat if you're able to do it. Oh, yeah. You come back and say... I ran the Antarctica. You what? Right. <laughs> that's amazing. That's what a what a cool what a cool race. That's very that's outstanding. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, and we'll try to get get these runners in to see the right with the physical therapist when they need it, not when it's too late. And and something for runners to know also is that. Okay. A lot of states offer direct access now, which means you can go see your physical therapist without a prescription from your doctor. Oh, good. Good. Good All to know. All 50 states offer some form of it. 18 states offer it. No frills, straight up. The only main thing you have to do is just call your insurance company and see if they get a referral. But yeah. other than that, you should be able to go in and just see your PT without a referral from your doctor. Oh, that makes it much easier. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to mess around. Yeah, well, very we good. Really great people in our profession advocating for direct access, which has been a huge change, um, not only for us, but definitely for our patients. Very good. Is there anything else you want to add or let runners know? No, besides just that, if you have an injury, get it taken care of. We're not here 
to stop your training as physical therapists. We want to help you achieve your goals and keep you moving. Excellent. Excellent. Very good. Well, thank you so much and really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. You bet. And and have a wonderful weekend in beautiful Maui. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. See, there's nothing wrong with going to a physical therapist when you need one. So go. Thank you, Mara, for joining us today. This was a great interview. Many runners, not all, but many of us are perfectionist types. We want to do the best we can, and we get upset if something isn't right. So when something isn't going the way we planned, and we have a goal of a race, it's very hard to admit that we may have to step down from that race. It doesn't make you a bad person or messed up because you had to skip one race. Sometimes it means you're a smarter person because you made the right decision to not do a race because you may get injured or get more injured. Get it checked out. Take care of yourself. There will always be another race. One last thing I wanted to bring up today is foam rolling. We all know that foam rolling is good for tired and sore muscles. But the way I watch people at the gym roll, I want to shake my head. Most people, I believe, are not rolling effectively. They don't get the most out of it. I received my personal trainer certificate along with my certificate in corrective exercise training through NASM, which stands for National Academy of Sports Medicine. It's considered one of the top training educational organizations. They teach us that self-myofascial release, or SMR, another way of saying rolling, is best done by first finding the sore area by rolling very slowly over the muscle area. And by very slowly, it's like an inch every second, an inch every second, very slowly going over the area and sustaining pressure on a tender spot for at least 20 to 30 seconds without moving not by rolling back and forth. I see people rolling over and over an entire area of their leg without knowing where the sore spot is. And I know they're not doing as much good as they could if they would first identify the tender area, then stop rolling, rather stay on the spot with the pressure on the spot. It hurts a lot more, this is true, and it takes a little bit more time to do but it helps a lot more. And if done regularly, you may find you don't have to roll as much. It should be done for 20 to 30 seconds, and it really doesn't have to be done more than a minute. It doesn't help more than that long. If, if you're holding it there for longer than that, you're not really doing any good, and it might be a, a sign of more serious damage. Really, rolling should only be done once or twice a day. It doesn't have to be done more than that. If you're doing it more than that, you probably have a more serious problem, so you should get that checked out. And again, this may be something to talk about with a physical therapist. I'll have a link to a good NASM video you can watch under the show notes on my website. We put our bodies through a lot when we run. We need to help our bodies ease back into life afterwards. It's the only ones we have, right? We can do this. We will do this. We will succeed and we will follow our goals and we will reach them. All of the show notes will be found on the website, which is MarthaRunsTheWorld.com. 
and please contact me. Tell me how your running is. If you have any comments or ideas for future episodes, my email is MarthaRunsTheWorld at gmx.com. You can find the podcast at iTunes. If you give me a five-star uh, review, that would be great. You can also find us at Spotify, CastBox, Himalaya, Google Play, TuneIn. I know I'm forgetting some podcast player, but we're on most, if not all, of your favorites. So look us up. I want to shout out to Jennifer DeVore for giving me the idea for this episode. Thank you so much. And thank you for being such a great listener. Thank you all for joining me. So until next week, let's tie up our shoelaces and go for a run. Thank you.